Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 233, Desire, Fulfillment, and Energy. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable and Happy New Year. I hope you had a nice holiday season. Before we talk about desire, fulfillment, and energy, I want to mention that I'm leading a totally free three-part class beginning next week. It's January 10th through 12th, and it's called Welcoming What's Arising. And so this class is an opportunity for me to... um, dive a little more deeply into feeling what's here, leaning into what's arising rather than resisting or trying to think it away. Uh, It just feels like something that I really, really want to do because as you know, I've been talking about this topic a lot um, in the past year or so here on the podcast and the Little School Big Change community. Um, And it just... It just feels to me like really kind of almost as deep as it gets. Like this is, this is it. This is what being able to just welcome and invite and feel what's showing up. I'm sure I'll change my answer in a year from now, but right now today, I cannot see anything more helpful, more powerful and more true and really kind of just more essential to everything we share. Now, now seeing that there is this oneness and, and all of that beautiful, and I see so many minds just kind of spin around in these concepts, sort of use that as like, oh, it's all one, it's all okay, while still our body and our psychology is like fighting against itself. And so this feels like the best of both worlds to me in a sense of of coming from the foundation of everything I share here that that it that this life is dreamlike, that things are not as they appear, that we truly are all one, that it is all energy. And also that gives us full permission to lean into what's arising rather than try to think our way out of it. So anyway, in this three-part class, it'll be roughly an hour each day on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week. Um, and I'm I'm going to go more deeply into this, why this feels so hard to lean into what's arising, why it's so important, how it feels so powerful and courageous to do so. And then we'll just play with it and experiment. And I'll take questions and support people and we'll lean in together and really see if we can kind of get a feel for what this can look like in our lives. So you can sign up for this free class. Again, it's completely free at dramyjohnson.com slash welcoming and, um, and come and bring anything you have. And I will be sharing it with everyone who's registered the recordings. So if you can't make it live, you can catch your recordings. I might also share them here on the podcast. We'll see how it goes. But this, uh, yeah, I'm excited to start the new year in this way because this just feels like kind of the most important thing I can think of right now. Okay, so let's talk about desire, fulfillment, and energy. Um, I wanted to speak on on this because desire and ideas like fulfillment, 
it gets such a bad reputation. <laughs> it definitely in spirituality, no question, no question in in this realm, um, in this genre around this podcast and spirituality and even self help stuff and all of that. It, they they just get a bad rep, but um, bigger, I think, just in the world. And I think there are a few really logical reasons for that. I mean. In some way, I think we've just been super conditioned to think that wanting anything is selfish. It's somehow dirty. It's lesser than, you know, we shouldn't want for anything. Even if you look at desires and and things that we get excited about, it's somehow better to get excited about um, giving to others than it is giving something to ourselves. And again, in in the bigger sense of like, there is no other and there is no self. These are just thoughts. I mean, we're just picking and choosing thoughts when we feel that way. When it feels like, oh, it's more noble. Like I should be giving this percentage of my money to charity. And then I'm, then that's better. That's a better thing to get excited about than to give it to my kid or myself or, or to go get a massage or whatever. Like, all of this, that there's a me and a them and a better and worse. You know, if you're listening to this show, this isn't news to you. That's all made up. All of that is thought. All of it is thought. But it looks so real. And then some of it's okay and some of it's not. Some is sanctioned. You know, some of our our desires are approved of and many of them are not. So I think there's just a ton of conditioning around all of that. And also, I think a huge piece of it, especially in the spirituality world is that we've been told over and over again that attachment leads to suffering. And it does, as far as I can see. I think that's true. When we are attached to an outcome, a thought, an identity, a desire, any of it, when we get attached and by attached, I just mean it looks really true and like we need it to be okay. We need this identity to stay intact to be okay, or we need this outcome, or we need this desire to come to pass for us to feel okay. We suffer, thankfully, as we should. We need to. If we didn't suffer when we were attached to desires and identities and thoughts, we would live our entire lives in these tiny, tiny little boxes and not even know that that's what was happening. The fact that we find ourselves in tiny boxes constantly in life, constantly. It is just what happens when you have a mind. You get attached to things. You want something, you get attached to it. You think something about yourself, you want that to be true or you don't want that to be true. All of that is attachment in some way. And so we're constantly, our mind is constantly limiting and and boxing in and putting in, us in these teeny tiny little made up versions of what's truly possible. It's like there's an infinite playground and we put ourselves in that little jungle gym and stay locked in there. <laughs> and we think, oh, this is a nice jungle gym. I can move my arms around. There's plenty of room for me in here. And then that's like our whole life. You know, that's it. That's it's just as good as it's ever going to get. Well, that we have to outgrow that. We have to hit our head on those bars at some point and feel like, oh, this doesn't quite fit. And then we look around outside of the jungle gym and holy crap, there's an infinite playground out there. That's what happens when we get attached to ideas and outcomes and desires. 
our attachment to these things has to hurt to wake us up. So I think it's just my pet theory, but but see if it makes sense to you. I like this theory. It makes perfect sense to me. I'm a little I'm a little attached to it. I think it's true that we're so afraid of suffering. And again, obviously, when I say we, I mean a mind. A mind is so against suffering. And we know that attachment leads to suffering because we feel this in various forms all like every day. You know, it's constant thing with humans, thinking humans with minds. We get attached, we suffer, get attached, we suffer. When that link becomes kind of clear, like, oh, when I'm attached to things, I suffer. We say, okay, well, don't want suffering, can't have suffering. Therefore, I should just do my best to not get attached to anything. Therefore, it'd be a lot easier if I just didn't want for anything. I don't want to dream. I don't want to get excited. I mean, how often do we hear people say this in everyday language? Like, oh, I don't want to get too excited, but this is looking like it's going in my favor. As if too excited is is horrible, right? And especially, again, quote unquote, spiritual people. They never want to get too excited. They never want to dream or desire or move towards something that feels deeply fulfilling because of all these ideas that, oh, that thing, you know, that thing didn't really fulfill you and don't get too attached. And it's just so convoluted and messy and made up, truly. It's like, it's like that kernel of truth that just gets muddied and muddied. And now it's your, now it's the thing that hurts you. So anyway, my theory and is that not much of a stretch really that um our mind is so against suffering it sees that attachment plays a role so it gets so against attachment and the easiest thing to do if you don't want to get attached is to just not want for anything and just just go through life kind of pretending that you're totally neutral and everything is equally just as good as everything else and yeah See, there's ultimate truth in that. Everything is just as good as everything else. So sometimes we feel that and it feels very genuine. Sometimes you're in a true state of equanimity where all things are welcome. All things are just things. It is all just life appearing as whatever it's appearing as. And and sometimes we deeply feel that, but a lot of times we don't and that's okay. We are thinking human beings. We're not going to feel that all the time. So what happens is when we aren't feeling that, when you do want something or you do have a preference or a desire, that feeling starts to become like the enemy and we don't want it there. And and so we try to not have all that stuff. And then, and then that just is so unnatural. Our trying to squash our desires or pretend we don't really care or just not thinking about our own fulfillment it's not it's not that we're deeply seeing through this stuff a lot sometimes we are but a lot of the times we're not we're we're artificially judging we're really judging that stuff it feels big and powerful and like we can't handle it so we judge it and we try to banish it from our lives and it only creates so much more of a mess always will create so much more of a mess because here's how it looks to me we have desires and and preferences and we feel fulfilled around certain things and people and thoughts and ideas for good reason. I, th- I think that's how life moves us through. You know, life is always living us, but 
but but there's got to be something that maybe there doesn't have to be, but it feels like there is something that we we get to sort of follow, you know, that kind of lights us up. Like life doesn't live us toward misery all the time. It doesn't live us toward being in those boxes in that in the little jungle gym with the whole infinite playground out there. I mean, it life is always living us. And so when that's the case, that's life living us as well. But I feel like there's there's something bigger driving it. And that it and it feels so natural and so common sense in a way that that would be our desires. And again, just look at a child. Their desire pulls them through towards certain things, away from certain things. Perfect. Because because then like what without that? Will we just sort of like just say, okay, whatever. Like it's fun to to be led in certain directions. It's fun to want when we aren't so afraid of it and we don't have all the conditioning that it's selfish and bad. It's fun to want for things. It's it's amazing to feel fulfilled. Again, without the conditioning that says you're so selfish, this or you should know better that this job can't fulfill you, this relationship can't fulfill you. Well, we we do know that on some level, but that's okay. We're also here human beings playing in in this realm, you know? So so we do get pulled toward things and away from things. And it just feels like because that's so essential and it's happening, it has to there has to be a reason behind it. Like it has to be right. It has to be part of the design, of course. And I think that in a really practical way for us human beings, life goes so much better when we go with that. When we aren't trying to fight it and squash desires or not not admit certain things to ourselves when we just let our natural preferences and fulfillment and desire lead us through i think that's the safest most responsible if you want to put that word on it easiest most natural way to live and i say responsible because I, I don't know. I talk with a lot of people who I think, and I and I can resonate with this myself. Like, I think on some level it feels irresponsible. And maybe that's not the best word, but it's one of the words. It feels irresponsible sometimes to just be happy, you know, to to want want something and go for it, to be fulfilled in some weird backwards way. And again, I know there's just lifetimes of conditioning behind this, uh, family stuff, religious stuff. There's all, all kinds of stuff that makes this look so complicated. In some weird way, we're sort of told, yeah, the more you're, if you're wanting for something or you're, or I mean, if you're not fully fulfilled and you're working hard and life is serious, then you're kind of on the right path. You know, like that's more virtuous somehow that if it has anything to do with you and your fulfillment, it's the wrong direction because who are you to just be fulfilled? There are starving people out there or, you know, ugh, again, just so, so much of that stuff that it just leads us astray. And I think the answer is really close and really obvious when we look, that if we can follow our own desire and fulfillment, things are just going to unfold for us in amazing, easy easy, awesome, responsible, safe ways. So I want to talk more about that because I think that is something huge to see. But before I say that, I feel like there's something here I want to wrap up around 
the suffering piece and the trying to avoid it desire so that we avoid attachment, so that we avoid suffering. And I've been talking about this with regard to habits for a long time because this was one of the one of the big insights I had when I first came into this type of conversation, like a lot of years ago, 12, 13 years ago now, that was around this idea that we don't need to put so much energy toward avoiding anything. Rather than avoiding, which is another way of saying resisting, I guess, or manipulating or steering or making things happen. If you look at all the energy that human beings put into those things, I want to do something to avoid this feeling or avoid that outcome or whatever. There's so much energy put into avoiding. What if we didn't have to do that? The opposite of that is complete openness to anything that happens with the deep knowing that anything that happens is simply happening and then leaving, happening and then leaving. Every feeling is simply a fluctuation of energy that comes and then it changes. A thought that arises, some images and stories and pictures that arise and then they flip and they change and then some other things show up. There's something about like that bounce back, that do the endless do-overs, the refresh button. I've talked about it in all these with all these different metaphors over the years. And again, I really saw this initially around habits, seeing, wow, look at how much my daily life is about doing the quote unquote right things, avoiding certain traps, you know, avoiding certain triggers, doing all these things to make sure that I get the experience that I most want to get. And then it's exhausting versus the flip side of that, which is just dive right in and hey, bring it on, whatever you got, I can handle it. And and truly handling that and not even handling that, but just seeing it's all okay. It comes and it goes. So for me, the whole resilience conversation, this is what's always landed with me so much in that. Like we're resilient, meaning meaning why would we fight stuff? Why would we wall off and and try to prevent and avoid? Rather, let's just let everything be there, let it hit us and then just move along. So I think that's maybe a necessary piece of this or maybe just a very, very helpful piece of this. That again, if we can desire, because we will desire and we will get attached to our desires and we will suffer. But if that's okay, then what's the problem? If we know that's just how this goes and that suffering is just there to show us that we've gotten a little attached to an idea, big deal. And we're willing to feel it. Again, it's not just the knowing of that. It's the knowing of that coupled with, okay, let me feel this. Let me, let me feel this feeling and let even the sensations of this and the thoughts and the energy of this be okay. Then there's just nothing. There's, why would we put energy into avoiding and preventing when we can just let all that go and just ride in the waves of it, even a, just a little bit more, even 5% more, 7% more, 
it's so much easier and it moves us with life rather than against it. So that's why, I mean, not like this is the answer, but I don't know. Hopefully that adds something and kind of helps see that we don't need to to avoid desire and fulfillment and all of these ideas just because maybe they lead to a little attachment, which maybe leads to a little suffering. No, we're fine with that. We can feel into that. And and that's probably, a, I think, a path we're all on of becoming more and more fine with that and seeing that more and more. Okay, so here's why it looks so important and obvious um, to, to let our fulfillment lead us forward, to put our fulfillment and desires first. And I know even as I say that, I'm sure that's bringing up all kinds of uh, don't be selfish conditioning for people. But here's the thing. When we feel scared, think about how it, how it feels for you when you feel threatened or insecure, or unsafe, or scared, or unsupported, or like you can't get what you want. Because you do want things. Like I don't, I don't care who you are or how, how much equanimity you live in. There's, there are wants that arise. So when, the, when, when those arise and it feels like, nope, you can't have that, or there's just no support or no safety or no security, think of how that feels. What instantly happens is is our heart closes. It feels like our heart closes. I don't our heart never closes, but that at least that's how I would say it, and you see what resonates with you, but there's this sense of like just a wall around us it, and again that that it, that's what's happening because we're now suddenly we we are everything, we are infinity, we are that. But we get these ideas that, no, I want this thing and I'm a me and I can't have that thing. And it's just walls and walls and walls of of perceived separation come up. So we feel tight. We feel closed. We feel defensive. We feel shut down. We are not kind from that place. We are not giving because we can't be. We can't be. We, We are in just full-on like self-protective mode. You know, everything, all of our resources go inward, quote-unquote inward rather than outward to others. It just feels like we're, you know, it's like this life or death kind of feeling kind of situation. Now, if half the world feels that way or if most of the world feels that way, because we've been told well, what you want doesn't matter. You should want for others first or whatever. Like your fulfillment or your desires are dangerous and scary and just squash those. So so now we have in this made up scenario, um, which maybe isn't so made up, now we have half the world or two thirds of the world feeling this way. Heart closed, me, me, me is super magnified we can't help it just because of a protective, you know, it just feels like I'm a me and I'm not getting what I need. Everything in us goes toward, I need to keep myself safe. Like that's, that's amazing that we work that way. That is part of the design, but it only works that way when we're feeling super closed and unsupported and like we can't have what we want and threatened. So 
if you have half the world feeling that way, what kind of world is that? It's like there's there's no sense of connection. There's all these little islands that are scared to death. It feels like well, all we can do is just shrivel up and die or kill each other, which is kind of what's happening sometimes. It's so unsafe and it's so irresponsible, you know, to bring in that language again. And this is what we've told, basically, what we've been told is sort of the way to be. Like, oh, don't worry about yourself. You know, don't follow your own desires and fulfillment. That's irresponsible. That's not safe. Be serious here. And when we don't follow those things, this is what happens. So that sucks. <laughs> That's horrible. Now, if you imagine that flipped, imagine that flipped, where half the world, two-thirds of the world, everybody in the world is looking toward their own fulfillment. Now, do they get attached and then suffer a little bit and get some feedback? Of course. But there's a, there's a guiding sense of, okay, when I feel good, keep moving. When I feel good, that's positive feedback. That doesn't mean I'm selfish. That's positive feedback. That doesn't mean, look out, don't feel too good. You don't know what's coming next. It's positive, encouraging feedback. The better you feel, the more fulfilled you are, the more your heart is open. The more you are feeling a sense of oneness, you literally cannot even feel it when your heart is closed. When your heart is open and you are feeling this sense of oneness, are you going to feel even better? Yes. And what do you think that does for your energy? What do you think that does for your actions in the world? How are you going to be toward other people? You know, how are you going to be toward yourself? Which again, same thing, really. There, there's just that open-heartedness and that feeling safe and it comes from like fulfillment. What if it comes from fulfillment? This is a, just, just to kind of play with this, what if the best thing you can do for yourself and for every single person in your life and on this planet and all of it, for the whole energy of all that is, what if the best thing you can do is look out for your own fulfillment and do have that your priority. You know, let that be your guide. And when I say have that your priority, again, now a mind is going to want to come in and say, oh, well, it's bad if you're unfulfilled. And let me, then I'm, I guess I have to quit my job because I'm not fulfilled in my job. I'm like, no, we're not saying any of that. It's so much deeper than all that. It's a feeling in a moment, it's just a connection. And Right now, it is not about circumstances. It's not about activities. It's not about all that stuff. Those will all rearrange and shift from this feeling. If you are looking toward feeling deeply fulfilled and you don't like your job, for example, stay focused on your fulfillment. And eventually, there's no question that job that is not in in alignment with that fulfillment, something's going to happen there. You're going to quit one day or you'll find another one or something. But, but you don't look out there first. You don't look out there saying, let me rearrange life so I can feel fulfilled because we all know it doesn't work that way. You look toward your fulfillment. You prioritize that. You get in touch with that feeling of open-heartedness. What does it feel like to have an open heart, to feel safe, to feel secure, to know that 
that when I'm okay, the world is okay because there is no separation between me and the world. It is not selfish and irresponsible or unsafe. It is the complete opposite. It's the safest, most responsible, most loving thing we can possibly do. If the world were all doing this, it would be completely different and whatever. I know that sounds very, (laughs) very cheesy, but I think it's true. If we think about energy, and I don't know how you, I don't know how I think about energy either. I use this word a lot, I know, and it just, it's kind of a catch-all phrase for something that I think is so completely undescribable. But if you just imagine, again, that you're, you're feeling okay in yourself, you're feeling fulfilled, it's okay that when desires and directions arise and when they have a certain energy to them, an excitement or a longing behind them, that that we don't have to be afraid of that, that we follow that and that's our guide and that's moving us forward in certain directions in life versus in other directions. It's all life doing it, but it's like, it's just guidance. It's just helpful. It gives gives kind of a direction to things. So when we're okay with that and we're excited about it and we're open to it and you have an open heart and you're feeling more fulfilled and then the boundaries between you and the rest of the world start to look less rigid. And that means that whatever you're feeling is also being projected out and felt by everyone around you and vice versa. If people around you are feeling this way, like there's a certain energy that we're in. And even if this sounds very out there and woo-woo to you, I mean, you know, we all know what it feels like to really just feel powerful or aligned or whatever words you like. For me, it's like I just feel incoherent sometimes. I just feel like like if you step outside, see, this is why people love to be outside in nature is that nature energetically, let's say, I think nature is like this perfect coherence. So, and it's so big and nature doesn't have a mind to care what you think of it or to have a different agenda. Like it just is energy. It just is coherence. So are we, by the way, we just sometimes get attached to what our mind is saying that we don't feel that so much. But when we're out in nature, we just we align with that energy. We we get into coherence being in nature because nature's so huge and powerful and in our this little energy, quote unquote over here, our energy, which again is just nature's energy, but it's like showing up in different different places, I guess. It it just kind of aligns with what's what's around us. It's the same with other people. Sometimes you feel people's energy. You just like to be around certain people for ways that your mind cannot explain, but you just find yourself feeling better around them. I think that's all energy. And I don't, I don't understand this at all, by the way, not at all. I just have a, just a sense of it. You know, it just intuitively feels right and makes sense. And I can see the experience of it in my life. So I'm, I'm not a, a, an energy healer type of person. Many people are. They are incredible at it. I don't really know how that works, but I definitely have this sense of coherence or not, you know, and I think when we're all just feeling lit up by something, lit up in life, 
we're in coherence and things go our way and people feel good around us. And how could that possibly be selfish or bad or irresponsible or unsafe? You know, I think it's the absolute complete opposite. I see this shift, the place that I see this most clearly right in front of my face is in my with my mastermind group. So I know I've talked about them here before that I've been with this mastermind for I don't even know, I think six or seven years now. And we meet twice a year in person. So we go somewhere two times a year for three or four days at a time um, and gather in person. And we've been doing this for six or seven years. And then we meet in between virtually. Um, but we we see things for each other that we can't see for ourselves. And, and sometimes... We, the mastermind started to to talk about our business and we still do that for sure, but it's evolved a little bit too. We do more personal things now and um, yeah, it's not all business related. But for example, when I'm with them and one of them is talking about what's happening in their business, like, oh, I'm offering this training and I'm leading this course and I'm doing this thing. And, and ultimately, pretty quickly now, because we've been together and we know each other very well now, we have a we know what the person really wants. Now we don't know what that's going to look like, but we know we know what lights them up. We know what like we have a sense and if we don't we're going to ask and we ask this all the time. Like yeah, but what just would be amazing? Okay, that fine. These are the courses you're leading this year and this is what you're doing and this is your client load and blah blah. blah. But but what's this really about? <laughs> you know, and then the person and again, usually we kind of know this for each other already, but then it's like, that's where it flips over into like, oh, I have this, it's back to that dream of, I just want a retreat center. I just want land. I just want to do this. I just want to take people on these excursions. I just want to do that. Every one of us has some of those things, but where the conversation starts is like, okay, well, here's my January. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to be doing. You know, here's what, like, it's so funny. And so it almost is just this routine, like habitual little mind thing of like, okay, here's where things slot in. And sometimes we feel really excited, fulfilled energy in that. And then sometimes we don't for them. And when we don't, we've all gotten just in this, we don't even talk about this. This is just how it happens. When we don't feel that energy for that person and what they're sharing instantly, we're all like, uh-uh, we're not going to talk about your 10 new clients great, congratulations, but we're going somewhere else. We're going to where there's energy. And what we see and feel all the time for each other is this massive shift when the person gets into what they really want. And, you know, the only thing in the way of what we really want is all this thinking that it's irresponsible or it's going to take too long or whatever. So energetically, though, I mean, there is something magical that happens every time we're together and always has because we just spend some time in that energy. Now, when we go home, we kind of go back and do our thing, obviously. We still have the courses we're teaching and the everyday stuff, and that's all great. And that's all stuff we want to be doing or we wouldn't be doing it. Things fall away over time when they're not a fit anymore. But but there's something that has like gotten opened up that has been opened up through other people kind of seeing this for us and through being in the energy of that. And it's just 
open. It's open-hearted. It's exciting. Now, our mind can still come in, and this happens and has happened for all of us where we're like, man, I feel so far from that. Like, yeah, that would be amazing, but that's maybe like five years down the road or 10 years there, and it might never happen, you know? And so there's the attack, little bits of attachment and the little bits of suffering that come in with that, but so what? So what? If you're okay with disappointment and you're okay with frustration and you're okay with things feeling slow and a little bit of suffering and all that, then why not just dive full in and feel all of that stuff, you know, and kind of let that bigger fulfillment, it's not attachment to exactly when and how and all of that, but it's, it's just the feeling of fulfillment gets to be our, our guide. If any one of us doesn't look like they or feel completely fulfilled when they're describing what's happening next for them in their business, then it's not the thing. It just isn't. And that's, that's so hard. It's been very hard for me to see. It's been very hard for all of us. And we've just kind of worked that out with each other. You know, that just because your mind says this is the logical path or the safe path or the responsible path, it's that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> of course, your mind is going to give you a safe path. Of course it is. Your mind doesn't know. Your mind does not know what's safe and it does not know what's responsible or what's logical. It just thinks it does. So I hope this makes sense. I'm not saying, throw again, I'm, I, I am certainly not a person that's like, oh, blow it all up and we're going to leap and the net will appear. No, but I know enough to let the feeling of fulfillment be the guide. And however and whenever and wherever that plays out, not, not up to me. I have no clue. I'm not going to let my mind get involved in that. But that feeling, to come from a feeling of fulfillment as the most important, basic, essential, selfless, responsible, safe thing we can do that has been a major shift for all of us. And it's, and it's amazing what happens from that. Really, really amazing. And again, it's all, it's all loving. Like it's all, we're kinder that way. We as a species, we're kinder that way. We're, we're more generous that way. We're more helpful that way. When we're in that energy and that coherence of our own fulfillment than anything else. You know, I've talked a lot about um, relaxing and how if we, when we are just relaxed, (laughs) like that's like, what else is there? What else is there? But, but relax is again, a very loaded concept. So when our mind gets a hold of this kind, this idea of relaxing, it just becomes a mess because now it's something our mind is trying to get us to do and it has pros and cons and we can't just relax. It's not time for that. And I don't know how to relax and blah, 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 blah. So obviously you can't just say to someone relax and then expect them, expect it to happen. Unfortunately, we have a a lot of conver or fortunately, it doesn't really matter, I guess. There's a lot of conversation and a lot of exploration and a lot of feeling things and a lot of insights and and a lot of what if questions, a lot of stuff that happens on the way to relax, or that as we point to these things and talk about them, relaxing tends to be the the outcome. 
just saying relax just doesn't seem to work. But it, but I don't know. It just feels very relevant here because again, we're looking at what is natural and default, and it's all good. It's all helpful. It's all for us, not against us always. And so I think when we relax, it's not like we're void of desire or preference or any of that. We hold it a lot less tightly. It all feels a lot more fluid. We know we're okay no matter what. But given that that stuff still arises and if we aren't tight around it, we're relaxed around it and just naturally guides us in directions. I just can't see how it could get easier than that. And when something is easier, again, it's better for the whole because there's only the whole. It's not like, oh, that's the easy way out. You know, you're like, no, we want easy, <laughs> want relaxed. We, It is everything that is good for you or that feels good for you is good for the whole because there is no difference. There is no real separation. Everything that has us more in coherence, more feeling that oneness and in that bigger energy is good for everyone and everything. And I, there's just not a downside to it ever. And when we're relaxed, we just intuitively know that we're there. It's not even an issue. It's not even a conversation. You know, when you feel good, you feel good and you just know what you want and you do what you want and it all flows and it is just how it is. And when we don't feel good, it's all still flowing and we're all still energy and it's all still okay. We're just getting tangled up in some ideas and now we're feeling like rather than playing on the infinite playground, we're back under that jungle gym thinking this is a cool little house. I can live here for a while, but you're going to outgrow that house pretty soon (laughs) and you're going to miss the infinite playground. So we can't get it wrong. We can never get it wrong. We're designed to never get it wrong. Again, thanks to suffering. Our suffering is always waking us up and moving us away from things and in different directions, thankfully. But we also don't have to, because of that, we don't have to avoid it. We can just dive right in, get attached, have desires, have wants, look toward our own fulfillment, get disappointed along the way, get frustrated along the way, suffer a little bit along the way, and still follow that biggest, that bigger guidance of, of your own fulfillment, knowing that your own fulfillment is everyone else's fulfillment also. There are just a few spots left in the 2023 Change Coach Training Program. If you're looking for a highly supportive six-month immersion into this understanding with tons of practice and feedback supporting others in this way, check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training. Next week on January 10th through 12th, I'm leading a totally free three-part class called Welcoming What Arises. There is tremendous freedom in welcoming anything that arises. In playing with this in my own life, I can honestly say that this feels like the most helpful and freeing avenue to explore. Register for the free class at drimejohnson.com slash welcoming.